Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you. We become aware of your presence at this moment. And we pray that you take complete control of our wandering minds and hearts. And pray that you keep us fixed on you. And we plead with you, our Heavenly Father, help us not to listen to our voice or listen to the world's noise, but allow your Spirit to use the exposition of the Scripture to convict us, to penetrate us, humble us, enlighten us, and most importantly at the end to transform us. We don't want to be mere listeners and deceive ourselves. We want to be obedient listeners of your word. And we pray this morning that you please do give us that listening heart, give us that attentive spirit, and give us that submission to the authority of your word. Because your word is not a philosophy, your word is not a psychology, your word is not an opinion, your word is not a tradition or a culture, your word is the truths, the only truths. And it is good for us to heed what your word speaks, that we may be wise and not fools, that we may be obedient and not rebellious, that we may be spiritual and not carnal. That we may be the church that lives and walks and functions, breathes and does everything under the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come O Lord, you speak to us. For you are the God who speaks. And we are the people who are willing to listen to your word. Have mercy on us. Forgive our sins. Cleanse us by the blood of Christ. Wash us away from all iniquities. Let no sin come between you and us because our Lord Jesus has paid the price for our sins and we pray that you give us a listening mind and heart. In the name of our beloved Savior, we offer this prayer. Amen. Amen. The title that I have given as we are going through exposition from Ephesians chapter 6, I began a few weeks ago from verse 10. And we have seen that Christian life, the whole entire series I have given uh, the Christian warrior because we are called to be warriors. And under that, I divided into three sections. The first section dealt with the, the Christian warfare, that we are in a war and a battlefield. And the second section dealt with the Christian weapon. And until last uh, previous Sunday, and this is what I was speaking to you about the different armor of God that we as Christians need to put on. And today I will be speaking on the Christian vigil. Vigil means watchfulness, alertness. We are called not to slumber. We are called not to wander. We are called to be vigilant in our Christian life. If the enemy of our souls is so vigilant in his assaults, in his goal to destroy our faith, how much more we need to be vigilant to stand against the schemes of the enemy. And this message, verse 18, I'm, I'll be preaching from verse 18 and I have divided into two parts. This Sunday I will be giving one part, half of the message from half of the verse. And then the next time when I preach, I will be covering the other half. So please pay careful attention to this message. And before I go... And give the exposition of the message. I would like to 
share with you what Stephen Cole said while he preached the same text to his congregation. And uh, you know that Stephen Cole spoken to our church a couple of times. He is one of the wonderful Bible expositors. And this is what he confesses. The reason I am sharing with you is that this is my own confession along with Stephen Cole. And he says here that I confess that prayer is one of the most difficult topics for me to preach about because it is a difficult subject for me to understand and practice. On the one hand, I know that the only reason God has enabled me to persevere as a pastor for almost 32 years now is His grace that has come to me through the prayers of His people and through my own desperate cries to Him for help. Not a week goes by without my feeling overwhelmingly inadequate for this ministry. I could not endure without prayer. Yet on the other hand, the longer I am a Christian, the more acutely I am aware of my own shortcomings in prayer. I share this because I don't want you to think as I preach on prayer that I have got it all together. I am a fellow struggler with you in this battle. So I am preaching this message to myself first of all. And if you ask me do you have any introductory words I would say that this would be my exact words that I would like to say before I preach this. And as I preach to you I preach to myself and uh, I believe that through this message God has made me a better Christian, a better disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. My prayer life has has been has, has never been the same through the powerful convicting words of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 now when i explain to you about uh, the christian armor we have seen in verse 6 chapter 6 verse 14 the belt of truths and then we have looked at the breastplate of righteousness and then shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace and then we have seen the shield of faith and finally in the armor we have seen the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and today we will be looking at praying and you know during world war 2 an officer was briefing his men on how to take a certain posture when you are in the battlefield and you might have seen in some war films or movies how these people move they won't stand on their feet straight and try to attack that's not mostly the posture they maintain you see that the people who will be in the battlefield mostly they will be crawling on the ground or they will be on their knees and they will be always staying down and not standing erect so that they would not become the victims of the assaults of the enemy and this officer was saying the same thing that when you are in the battlefield taking your weapon fighting against the enemy make sure that you stay down on the ground so as to stay below enemy fire and he said in conclusion he said that if you advance on your knees you will always be safe if you advance on your knees you will always be safe so much this message speaks to our own christian life 
that if we advance as we take up the whole armor of god against the schemes of the devil and if we advance on our knees we will always be safe and that's exactly the word of god proclaims in ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 and let us all read this together we are all muted but we can all read this together praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and today we will be looking at praying at all times you know john macarthur observes that if you read the beginning chapters of ephesians especially the first chapter and the sixth chapter the interesting thing is and macarthur observes it so well ephesians begins by lifting us up to the heavenlies that's what uh, we see in chapter 1 saying we are seated in the heavenly places it begins to lift us up to the heavenlies gives us the heaven consciousness shows us what our identity is in the lord jesus christ but it ends by pulling us down to our knees saying that we need to be praying at all times you know what is interesting when you read this phrase praying at all times in the spirit now what we need to understand and f f bruce a very good commentator of the word of god and he highlights this so that uh, we would not misunderstand when we read this and that is verse 18 when it says praying at all times in the spirit if you read niv it says pray it is like a command but what many bible scholars argue is that verse 18 is strictly not speaking a command but these are two participles praying and staying alert participles always speaks about how to carry the command specifically how to carry the command it is not a command per se and this praying and staying alert which are dependent on the imperative stand at the beginning of verse 14 now here is what is interesting thing in verse 14 he says that stand strong in the lord stand firm in your battlefield and how do you do that you need to take up the whole armor of god belt of truth breastplate of righteousness helmet of salvation shield of faith sword of the spirit and so forth and then he says that as you do this you need to be doing this two participles if you want to be strong in the lord and if you want to take up the whole armor of god and what are the two participles praying and staying alert praying and staying alert Warren BSP who is a very good bible teacher passed away uh, a few months ago and this is what uh, he says about it prayer is the energy that enables a christian soldier to wear the armor and wield the sword we cannot fight the battle in our own power no matter how strong or talented we may think we are when amalek attacked israel moses went to the mountain top to pray while joshua used the sword down in the valley we see this in exodus 17 it took both to defeat amalek moses's intercession on the mountain and joshua's use of the sword in the valley prayer is the power for victory exodus 17 is a well known story about how moses interceded on the mountain top and he lifted up his both the hands and when his hands were lowering down they were being defeated in the battle and when the hands were on the top they were winning the battle 
But the interesting thing here is that you and I as Christians need to play both the role of Joshua and Moses. In this historical incident, Joshua played a different role, Moses played a different role, but in Christian life every day, you and I need to play the role of both Joshua and Moses. Which means, you need to be taking up the whole armor of God, particularly the sword of the spirit, against the schemes of the enemy, and you should also be at the same time, be praying, lifting up your hands, crying out to the Lord, depending on the grace of the living God. Peter O'Brien, who is a very well-known commentator, especially his great work on the letter to the Ephesians, he makes a point here that Paul wants his reader to understand that prayer is foundational for the deployment of all the other weapons and is therefore crucial if they are to stand firm in their spiritual struggle. The apostle wants them to realize that a life of dependence on God in prayer is essential if they are to engage successfully in their warfare with the powers of darkness. As I preach this, I spontaneously remember one quote. I don't know who said it, but this is what that person said. A man who is on his knees is from him the devil flees. A man who is on his knees is from him. The devil flees. The enemy is not scared about any of your knowledge and skills. But he is afraid when you are on your knees. And as this scholar says here then. Prayer is foundational for all the deployment of all the other weapons. Which means if you want to use the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes fitted with the food, uh, uh, gospel of peace and uh, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. If you want to use all these weapons, prayer is essential. Without prayer, you cannot deploy these weapons. In other words, this is how I want to put it. You stand against the schemes of the devil... By praying. You fasten the belt of truths by praying. You put on the breastplate of righteousness by praying. You put on the shoes, the gospel of peace by praying. You take up the shield of faith by praying. You take the helmet of salvation by praying. You take the sword of the spirit, the word of God by praying. Praying. Without praying, none of these weapons will be useful in your war against the powers of darkness. You know what is an interesting thing when we read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18? We neglect this fourfold all. The word all is used four times in this one verse. And it says here that praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints all times all prayer and supplication all perseverance and all the saints and today we will be looking at one phrase that says praying at all times in the spirit and I have divided into praying at all times first and then 
what does it mean to pray at all times and then what does it mean to pray in the holy spirit and please listen to this carefully my dear brothers and sisters this is life for us prayer is the breath of the christian life prayer is life we cannot move an inch without our humble dependence on the grace of the lord jesus christ one of the reasons why some of us are lukewarm in christian life is because of prayerlessness one of the reasons why many christians are weak today it is because of prayerlessness one of the reasons why so many christians are defeated by the schemes of the enemy is because of prayerlessness one of the reasons why christians are not growing in churches today although they have been christians for a long time is due to prayerlessness one of the reasons why christians are not able to overcome temptations conquer their self is because of prayerlessness prayer is so important and we are not called just to pray it says here that praying at all times but one thing i would like you to notice as we read this okay and you know what is the blessed thing actually i want to begin with the grand benefit of the gospel one thing we that generally misses what grand benefit privilege advantage that christ has given to us in the gospel and what is that hebrews 2:17 says that therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect christ jesus so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of god why did he become a man why did he incarnate why did he become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of god why did he do all these things you see it says here that to make propitiation for the sins of the people and you know what is the word propitiation propitiation speak about satisfying the wrath of god god is a god of righteous indignation god is a god of wrath who hates sin who hates unrighteousness who hates injustice and that's what we have been doing since the time we were born since the time the creation began right from the sin of adam and eve everyone was rebelling against the authority of god everyone was disobeying the commandments of god everyone was turning their back against the living god and because of that god was angry against sin against sinners and everyone deserved the condemnation of this righteous god eternal destruction of this holy god and in order to satisfy the wrath of god for the sins that people had done christ jesus shed his blood offered his body for the sins of people satisfying the justice and also the wrath of god and because of what christ has done for our sins because no man could face the face of the living god no man could enter the presence of the almighty god no man could lift his eye above and call upon the name of the lord why because sin has separated man from god but because of what christ has done the benefit of the gospel we see is sin verse 16 chapter 4 verse 16 what does it say let us then since we have this high priest since he died for our sins since he propitiated for the sins of the people now people of god children of god arise with confidence and draw near to the throne of grace you don't have to struggle feel guilty ashamed 
but go with confidence and that confidence is not self confidence that confidence is in the atoning work of Christ on the cross because of the gospel that we can confidently boldly peacefully draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need wow thank you lord jesus shall we all just bow our heads my dear brothers and sisters and just say to the lord jesus jesus thank you for the cross lord thank you for the blood you shed thank you for the propitiation for my sins because of which i can draw boldly confidently to the throne of grace or else who can stand before this holy god in their own righteousness for there is none righteous who can stand before this almighty god in their own goodness for there is none good who can stand before this mighty awesome god in their own good deeds for all our filthy rags for all our righteous acts are like filthy rags oh we come before this almighty god only in the righteousness of the lord jesus only in the goodness of the lord jesus only because of the cross of the lord jesus oh we thank you for this benefit of the gospel oh we thank you for this benefit of the gospel people becoming a christian is not about following certain rituals becoming a christian is to have relationship with the living god and the reason why christ has died for us is so that we can pray at all times that's the point i want to tell you because of christ i love what tim keller says here beautiful one of my favorite thrilling heart touching statement and you know what he says here the only person who dares wake up a king at 3 am for a glass of water is a child we have that kind of access you know just recently i finished reading the book of esther and uh, when i was reading the book of esther and when the jews were in big trouble mordecai comes to uh, sends a message to esther and tells her that you go to the king and plead for mercy because this guy is destroying our people go and do that haman is trying to destroy our people and you know what does the queen say i cannot go just like that unless the king lifts his scepter and give me permission if i go just right away to the king even if i'm a queen i will be assassinated you are putting my life in danger i cannot face the king wow when i read that i understood that my goodness what a serious business it is to stand before the king and if you get a privilege to stand before the king wow what a great honor it is but you know my dear brothers and sisters the only person who dares wake up a king at 3 am he can say papa father in heaven oh my almighty god even in the middle of the night for a glass of water is a child and we have that kind of access we can pray at all times we can call upon the name of the lord our king of kings and the lord of lords before him all the kings and the princes are nothing and before this glorious king we have this privilege to approach any time and he will be willing to listen to us and how many of us miss this great privilege brothers and sisters how many of us miss this privilege of being the children of god which means we have access to god at any time you know the bible doesn't say just in ephesians 6:18 
praying at all times we also see that in colossians chapter 4 verse 2 continue steadfastly in prayer which is nothing but pray at all times continuously 1 thessalonians 5:17 also says pray without ceasing without stopping which also means pray at all times romans chapter 12 verse 12 says be constant in prayer which is nothing but pray continually It doesn't say just once brothers and sisters do you understand this It doesn't say just once in 618 pray at all times Colossians says 1 Thessalonians says Romans says we need to be men and women who are in constant touch with the presence of the living God because Jesus died for this very purpose You know what is one misunderstanding when people read verses like all times steadfastly in prayer without ceasing be constant in prayer you know what is it, what is it that they miss and i want like would like to highlight here brothers and sisters please understand all these letters are not pastoral epistles only 1 timothy 2 timothy and titus are pastoral epistles these were written to all kinds of believers now these words if you see here pray at all times continue steadfastly in prayer pray without ceasing be constant in prayer remember these words were written to the churches to believers and who are these believers fathers mothers husbands wives children grandparents business people employees housewives and shepherds alike we see that in ephesians all kinds of these people were addressed and to these people paul writes that you need to be praying at all times we think that who should be praying at all times maybe the pastor should be praying or some people have a special gift they need to be praying at all times or people who are like you know extraordinary spiritual people should be praying even children are called to be praying at all times because the word of god ephesians 6 also addresses children you need to be obedient to your parents brothers please remove this faulty foggy understanding in our minds that prayer life belongs to some super spiritual people or to the men of god who are in full time christian ministry no That is a lie of the devil. I don't find that in the Bible. Every believer, you, my dear Christian, if you claim to be the child of God, you are called to be praying at all times. You fathers, you mothers, you husbands, you wives, you children, you business people, you employees, you housewives and we shepherds. All of us are called to be praying. at all times and why we must pray at all times why we must be on our knee i mean i say knees i i say figuratively okay it's not that the only time you pray is on your knees which is a great misunderstanding that people have but that's not the bible says that why we should be praying at all times because we are engaged in spiritual warfare at all times if i ask you brothers sisters when do you sleep You may say that maybe 12 o'clock I'll sleep and I get up at 7 or 6. I sleep for 6 hours or 8 hours. And even during the day, do you take some rest? Maybe for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? The devil and the demons, they never sleep. The devil and the demons never take rest. They are in this attack on your faith 24 by 7. 
When you are sleeping, maybe they must be sitting right beside us and waiting when this fellow will wake up so that I can start my work. Hey man, get up. Or sometimes maybe in the dreams, I will try to attack. The devil and the demons are constantly fighting against us 24 by 7. And that's why the Bible says that we must be praying at all times because the enemy is constantly on his toes. to destroy our faith and one of the complicated one of the complexities of this uh, verse is that is paul realistic hey man what are you talking about we, we have we have we have to sleep we have to spend some time with our children put them to sleep i have newborn babies what are you talking about pray at all times we have house chores to do we have cooking we have cleaning we have washing and don't you know that we have jobs to work do you understand what it means to be in the workplace working 8 10 12 14 15 hours and because we are human beings we need some rest and leisure and also we need some time for entertainment and fellowshipping with people and paul is telling here that not even once but four times the bible commands us that we need to be praying at all times are you realistic how can we pray at all times is a concern that many people are troubled with when they read this passage and i hope that some of you are thinking right away how can i be praying at all times now let me help you in this i think that praying at all times is very easier than i'll explain later steve cole says here explains here what praying at all times means it's not that every second you will be praying the phrase is literally at every opportunity make every effort to take every opportunity to pray that's what it means don't take too literally and confuse yourself it is the same idea as 1 thessalonians 5:17 pray without ceasing the greek word translated without ceasing was used of a hacking cough you know hacking cough we have some doctors here you you cough loudly and it is painful but the one who says that i'm suffering and you know i'm coughing consistently doesn't mean that someone with a hacking cough does not cough every second every second <coughs> this is what every second hacking cough is no that's not what it means but rather he coughs repeatedly and often he never goes very long without coughing maybe one or two or three four five minutes or maybe once in 10 minutes <coughs> one cough comes in the same way we should pray often and repeatedly that's what it means to be praying at all times which means to pray at every opportunity other translation says that pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion another translation says pray in the spirit in every situation on every equation don't miss the opportunity to pray now listen carefully people i am giving you a important note here please observe this carefully i was i'm praying since more than 25 years but this is what i observed the holy bible doesn't command us to pray for some hours every day you know some people brag you know i spend 1 hours 2 hours 3 hours and when we hear someone praying for 3 4 hours we say wow My question is 
Where does the Bible command us to pray for some hours every day? It's good if you pray for some hours. Praise God. Praise God. But the Bible doesn't command that. It commands us to be in the spirit of prayer. Prayer continually throughout the day. Now yes, we need some time for isolation. Where we read the Bible, spend time in prayer. Which is very important. But the command is to pray at all times. Now listen to this carefully. Dear brothers and sisters. It is much easier to pray at all times than pray for some hours at one time. If you practice this practically, you understand that. It is much easier to pray at all times than pray for some hours at one time. I find it very difficult to sit at one time and pray for some hours. It's difficult for me. But I enjoy praying throughout the day. I find it very easy and I find it very creative and enthusiastic and energetic and encouraging and inspiring and exciting to pray at all times. How can we do that? Now, I was thinking about how I can practice myself and I started to do that. I was doing that before but became more conscious, started to do that and I encourage you and I'm giving and throwing some insights about how you can be praying at all times. Pray in your personal devotions. Some people study the Bible. Some people read some devotional. But they don't pray. Pray when you do personal devotions. Pray in your family devotions. Men. Listen to this carefully. You men of Christ. You as a spiritual leader. Should bring your family. Almost every day. Or at least five times in a week. Bring your wife. Bring your children. Sit with them. Sing, the Lord, sing unto the Lord. Read the word together and pray together. Do you do that, O men? And I say this, if you're not doing this, you are irresponsible, sluggish man in your house. And I call you this afternoon. Repent and take your spiritual leadership at home. We all men are responsible to lead our families in devotions. And I feel very sorry with some of the men who are so stubborn, despite pleading with them, irresponsible, reckless, neglecting to call their family members to seek the face of the Lord together. Pray in your family devotions. Another opportunity, another opportunity that God has given us to pray is during the church intercession. I feel more aware of Consciousness of God and praying together when I, when I link with someone and pray together. Sadly, many people don't take this opportunity to pray in church intercession. Come, brothers and sisters, when the church prays together, don't miss it. If there is one thing you should not miss it, you may miss eating your meal. You may miss watching a movie. You may miss some entertainment. You may miss going out for a trip or somewhere. But don't miss church intercession because that's an opportunity. One of the ways for you to pray at all times is when the church comes together, you join with the body of Christ and you seek the face of the Lord together. Kindly don't harden your hearts. As the word comes to you today, to be men and women of prayer. And you know, one of the best ways to pray is when you are anxious. What do we accomplish when we are anxious? Keep thinking, keep worrying, nothing it makes you even worse. But anxiety can be a good reminder. Hey Stephen, here is an anxious thought. A reminder for you to pray about what you are anxious. Are you anxious about someone spoken to you something which is very bad? Pray for that person. Are you anxious about your job? Pray for your job. 
Are you anxious about something about your children? Pray for your children. Whatever you are anxious about, you can pray. In fact, a person of anxiety can become a man of prayer if he turn his anxieties to pray. Let me repeat once again. A man or a woman of anxiety can become a man of prayer and a woman of prayer if they turn their anxieties into prayers. And that's exactly what the word of God says that don't be anxious but pray. Pray when you face a temptation rather than struggling with temptation pray. Pray. Don't you remember the Lord Jesus said watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. If you're facing temptation pray. And pray even when you sin. Many people think that you cannot face God when you sin. What? If you approach God only when you do good, Jesus need not die for your sin and rise from the dead. The very reason Christ died for our sin is so that when we sin, we can repent and turn to God. Even whatever sin you commit, pray Lord, forgive my sin and not just pray for the forgiveness. Ask God to deliver you from that sin. Pray before you leave your house and return home. Wherever you go, Lord, please to have mercy on me. I am leaving. Give me self journey. Whatever purpose you are going, Lord, help us to finish that purpose. And when you return home, pray, Lord, thank you for bringing us safe and for giving us a grace. Pray when you do shopping. God, give me wisdom. Prayer is not something you only do a spiritual activity we should be like children you know praying at all times even when you pray shopping pray when you lie on the bed when we lie on the bed we think many things right why can't we think about the lord why can't we think about you know talking to god for some time as we lie on the bed brothers and sisters listen to this carefully some people think that when you pray you need to leave your slippers or footwear i have seen many people doing that and uh, they just leave the footwear and just start to pray that's good i'm not telling that is you know nonsense or weird but what i tell them that those people think that the time when you pray you need to leave your slippers you need to be on your knees nowhere the bible says that when you pray you need to leave your footwear if that is the case when i ask them why because we are talking to the living god i say that your body is a temple of the holy spirit in that case you need to be leaving your footwear 24 by 7 because you are the temple of god but we don't need to leave the footwear we don't need to be on the knees all the time even when you lie on the bed talk to your father in heaven david says that when i am on my bed i remember you do we remember the lord when we on the bed we can pray when you are doing house chores especially housewives when you are cleaning ask god to clean us from all the sins when you are washing ask god to wash us from all impurities cooking arranging we can do these activities and still pray to the lord and i'll tell you in the next sermon how for all these things one important characteristics is important where we see that in ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 do house chores be in prayer pray when you are thinking and driving driving is one of the you know sometimes i drive i don't even know how i came to house i just drive like a robot I don't know what I'm thinking I don't even remember how was your travel if I turn back I don't remember anything it was as if I was in coma and the way and the time when I awaken I reached home but why can't I be intentionally praying when I am driving pray when your mind wanders you know one of the struggles I have is my mind often goes into autopilot mode where my mind wanders but whenever it wanders you know 
it means that you are thinking about something you are concerned about something you are worried about something and that can be an opportunity for me to pray pray when you speak on phone with someone you know one of the things that i have learned doing is anytime speak to someone on phone hang up pray for that person lord have mercy on him or her or you think about the need and pray for that person when a person calls you not a day goes by i think when you don't speak on phone why can't you just hang up the phone and pray for that person lord i pray for shankar please to bless him and guide him by the holy spirit i don't know what struggles he is facing may your grace just for a minute people is it a big deal to pray for a minute when you speak on phone but we miss those opportunities pray when you get us a message on phone we are on whatsapp right we get so many messages on whatsapp and all these things why can't we just offer a prayer when we look at a message and that can be a reminder pray while you are waiting for something you are online and waiting for something rather than you know getting sick and about the waiting maybe that's an opportunity for us to pray oh my goodness this is a good opportunity may i may i pray as i wait for something pray when you read or hear the news pray when you meet unbelievers we go to restaurants see so many people christless lives hopeless lives heading towards hell Why can't we pray Lord I pray for the people you don't have to be loud you don't have to you know pray in a way that people can listen around you you can just pray that's the beauty of prayer that you can pray to your heavenly father right in your heart because God knows what you are thinking in your heart and we can pray for unbelievers as we are traveling and as we are meeting as we are going to different places and see unbelievers Lord let Christ shine upon this person and may they come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ pray inwardly when you are in an unimportant conversation right you remember nehemiah when he was uh, talking to the king and he prayed he prayed and sought the lord and what happened god granted him the request important conversation that's generally i do that especially when i counsel or in an important conversation i keep praying lord give me wisdom give me grace give me understanding that i may answer that i may deal i need your help pray for believers when you meet them inwardly you can pray that if you if you meet a person lord i pray that you bless my brother with your fear with your guidance pray with fellow believers when you meet them how many times we meet fellow believers and how rarely we spend time in prayer just a minute or two minutes and you know, why can't we pray and you pray together when you meet them our fellowship will not should not be like the carnal fellowships where unbelievers come together but they don't pray because they don't know god but we know god we have the same father in heaven and we should be praying together when we meet together pray when you hear others is affliction when someone puts a message when calls and you read a message that he is afflicted is going through pain and trouble don't just shut down people don't harden your hearts bible says that weep with those who weep pray when you hear others is afflictions is an opportunity for you to pray pray when you hear others is joy when someone says joy do you rejoice with them very indifferent people today in the churches when somebody is joyous they are not joyful when somebody is afflicted they are not afflicted nothing happens to them unless something happens to themselves or to their family but that's not christian life is christian life is not a life to live like pagans who are only concerned about their own joys and pain Ours is a broader life which is a life of a community and when someone is afflicted we pray for them when someone is joyful we pray for them 
and you know this is one thing that we are idiotized and i'm telling you brothers and sisters we are really idiots and i include myself in that how many times when you get a moment you look instantly to your phone right whatsapp facebook instagram do you get any message any moment you see that even so when we are traveling and when the signal is there you open the phone what message i got it come home see what message i got it instead of we constantly looking at phone why can't we pray in that moment you know today's modern ages it's not pray without ceasing look at your mobile without ceasing keep looking at it keep looking at it and your face will become glorious right your life will become strong you will be growing towards maturity no one by looking at their phones constantly their lives change you are not going to you know impact any lives by looking constantly at phone that's why sometimes i'm fasting because it's dangerous for me to stick so close to phone so that i can spend time in doing the most important works don't look at phone without ceasing pray without ceasing pray now and then while you are working even in your job you don't have to pray every second but you can take now and then time when you're facing a difficult task right you're working maybe coding or something and you can pray lord i'm coding here i need your wisdom i need a discernment please help me and when you have a trouble with your manager pray for the manager and ask god to give you the wisdom all the pressures and all the excitement that you're working in your job put god in that and you see how your work will be enjoyable and if you think that uh how does this happen i love this book i still remember you know why i like this cover because 25 years ago when i became a christian this is one of the books that i have read and this was the exact cover even after 25 years i remember that cover with the nice green and yellow trees and mountain behind and the practice of the presence of god and you know the medieval monk brother lawrence records his experience praying while working you know what he says he he recorded this and this is what he says the time of business that is the time of my job he was not a full time worker and he was not a priest he was not a brother during the time he was a man whose job was to wash the dishes in the kitchen he was a steward he was just washing dishes in the kitchen nobody knew who brother lawrence was at the time but after his death people opened his letters and those letters nourished the lives of so many people even people like john wesley and you know what he says then the time of business that is his job does not differ me from the time of prayer wow in other words he's telling when i do my business when i'm working in the kitchen i'm praying also and in the noise and clatter of my kitchen when all the noise is there the clatter is there while several persons are at the same time calling for different things because that was a messy thing and you know what he says in that all that noise and clatter i possess god in as great tranquility as if i were on my knees wow i possess god which means i drew closer to the heart of god i was conscious of god i was praying to god in all these works and pressures that i was in as if i was on my knees he was not on my on his knees but it was like that he was enjoying the presence of god you read this brothers and sisters you will be greatly encouraged this book has been a great blessing to me about how to be intentionally conscious and be praying to god all 
the time and that's what exactly the bible says and macarthur observes here that our life is a continually ascending prayer a perpetual communion with our heavenly father this is what a christian life is people it's not before you go to bed you pray it's not before you eat your food you pray and in the morning you just pray and rest of the time you just wander do your own things that's not what christian life is christian life is a life of continuous ascending of a prayer to god a perpetual never ending communion with our heavenly father i remember reading somewhere i don't remember because i keep reading a lot i don't remember what i read sometimes but i think this phrase is very wrong lord we enter into your presence what are you talking about how many of us pray lord we enter into your presence no christian enters the presence of god he carries the presence of god all the time we are the temple of god god is in us god's presence is with us you know what should we be praying it's not lord we come into your presence we should be praying lord i become aware of your presence i become aware of your presence and i talk to you lord come and speak to me come and change me come and help me the problem is not that god's presence is not there within us or around us the problem is we have lost that sacred consciousness of the presence of god that is with us and we believe in the grand doctrine of uh, god's omnipresence right who doesn't know god's omnipresent god is present everywhere then why don't we pray everywhere it's all in the head it's all intellectual doctrinal confession god is present everywhere god is uh, uh, knows everything but when it comes to practical life we don't pray everywhere as if god is everywhere and that's what is christian life and i want to close here because it takes a long time for me to explain what is praying in the spirit and i would do that the next i uh, uh next time because uh, we have sufficient time to look at it i don't want to stretch beyond the time and bog your minds and tire your minds but just think about this message you know praying at all times shall we all at this time look to the lord in prayer and think about lord forgive me for living like an atheist you know somebody said that i think it was luther or someone prayerlessness is practical atheism we live as if god doesn't exist when we have this great benefit of the gospel when the bible commands us to pray at all times oh brothers and sisters let's devote ourselves to prayer this afternoon and say lord revive my prayer life and i'm telling you without this life your life will be dead boring and burden bearing unbearable pressures all this will be there and do you remember the lord jesus said that come unto me all you are heavy laden and burdened and i will give you rest i think this is not a just a gospel message we need to apply that every day when jesus is calling us come my son come my daughter how long will you bear these burdens of your hearts you, you it's not within your ability to deal with the challenges of your life it's not within your smartness to handle the pressures of your life you need to come to me come to me and i will give you rest rest comes only in prayer in the presence of god you keep on 
getting entertained by the stuff on television on mobile phone it will never satisfy you people it, it's like a you know in telugu we say gajji yeah it's a very dangerous itching you keep on scratching scratching and it never satisfies you that's how the allurements of the worlds are but you know what the scripture says in psalm 16 at your right hand there are pleasures evermore and he wants to give those pleasures to those who sit in his presence and seek his face and every opportunity not just in a room or sit but whatever you're doing constantly crying out to god and let us develop that intimacy with god and how radical different our christian life will become heavenly father we ask you to forgive us oh lord for not taking advantage of the benefits of the gospel christ died so that we can pray at all times it's not just to get into heaven but to walk with you while we live here on earth and we ask you to forgive our foolishness o lord we constantly look to phones constantly look to people constantly look to the you know some kind of entertainment or some kind of excitement which never ends and what happens at the end we feel more dry we don't grow we don't mature we don't become strong life just passes away and we live a barren shallow superficial fruitless christian life pray that you please to give us your grace to pray at all times and teach us also to pray in the spirit as we learn further thank you for this gospel blessing thank you so much for the lord jesus who died for us so that he can bring us near to the heart of god and as the song we sung today i need thee every hour oh lord it's not hour every minute every moment we need you oh we need thee we need thee without you we cannot do anything oh lord we need the we are desperate for you and we pray that you revive us oh lord and make us men and women of prayer by praying at all times as we listen to how many opportunities we have every day to pray and how we are negligent in this matter but lord we believe that you are able to one of the reasons why you are speaking to us this morning is to encourage us a lot because you are a god of encouragement you are the god who speaks you are the god who revives and that's what you are doing today and may we respond to the reviving work of the holy spirit may we submit to the encouraging words of the living god and make a new refreshing commitment today that we will be praying at all times not by depending on ourselves but by depending upon the redeeming grace of god which is able to enable us to do what you have commanded us thank you so much for your goodness and mercy thank you that you encourage us thank you that you speak to us thank you that you revive us thank you that you empower us and we pray that you please to make us men and women of prayer draw us closer to the heart of god make us sick a lot of this worldly entertainment make us sick a lot of people make us sick a lot of everything in this world where you are not at the center and whatever wherever you are at the center may we enjoy those eternal blessings please to help us alone help us to pray at every moment of our christian life of our daily life may we be praying at all times in the name of our lord jesus we offer this prayer amen thank you for listening to the message we believe you have been greatly encouraged in your heart steven david also writes articles that are relevant to today's generation you may read them on his blog www.messageforourage.blogspot.com i repeat www.messageforourage.com 
blogspot.com you may also email him at cstevendavid@gmail.com i repeat c s t e p h e n d a v i d @gmail.com grace and peace be to you